You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Rants and Gems podcast, real estate podcast, the number one real estate podcast in the world. My name is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. And my name is Kiana Watson, broker extraordinaire, license number 317576. Yes, I love that. Compliance is key, ladies and gentlemen. Compliance is key. So look, this episode, there's no guests. We're taking it back to the essence. Yeah. It's just us. And this is dedicated really for our audience because we get a lot of questions all the time. So yeah. this this episode is going to be filled with just nothing but Q&A. So guys, make sure you get your pens and pads for this episode because there's going to be a lot of information. Yes. Yeah, so we're just taking it back to the Q&A. You know, we're not just on this podcast telling you guys about our experiences and bringing in other people. We do this in real life with fact. real people every single day. We're running our businesses. Uh, we both own running our businesses separately. I got my real estate brokerage. He has his uh, mortgage company and we're working with everyday people like you. So what we want to do is talk a little bit about who we are, what we do for those that don't know. And then we're going to open up for Q&A. So, again, take get your pen and paper ready because I see the line. We got a good lot of people. They're yeah. ready to ask and questions. And we got, we got a live studio audience, if y'all don't even know. Exactly. So, studio audience, give yourself a round give of applause. Give yourself a round of applause. Let's go. They out here from all parts of the country. So, if you guys are watching this on YouTube or listening to it, you should have been here. Because yeah, we're drinking you're missing wine. We're having a great time. We're networking. So, next time, make sure you're here. All right. So, do you want to start off with me? Now, you're the broker extraordinaire. Oh, well, so, ladies just, first. Yeah. Let's right, go. Well, let me tell you guys a little bit about myself. I have a real estate firm here in the metro Atlanta area. And what we're doing now is I, I specialize in being tiny but mighty. So many times real estate agents go to these big corporations and they get lost or they're, they, they get drowned and they're not getting real life information on how to run their real estate businesses like a business. So it's to market yourself in a new way. So one thing I will say is all of my agents literally are on track to reach their goals. They all put goals to sell double the real estate this year that they sold last year. And every single one of them are on, goal, are on track to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really exciting to see. Um, what I also specialize in is I still sell real estate as well, but I'm leaning more towards just focusing on luxury real estate and commercial. Our commercial di- division just launched. So nice. I'm super Congratulations. excited about that. And um, Congratulations. I do that as a way to be able to, one, um, still run the real estate firm. You know, it is a labor of love running a real estate firm. I don't people think people quite understand that. I could just be the number one sales person with a bunch of people that are working for me. But I decided I wanted to uplift people and give them what I didn't get when I first came in the industry, which is somebody to, I mean, at least just give me a lead. At least show me how to do things. At least, like, really, tr- truly help me cultivate my business and grow my business. So, 
And you know, what we're doing now um, as a real estate firm is I can't wait to open the doors for many other agents. Uh, we're still going to be boutique, but we're going to grow. And we are helping families every single day. So the last time I just ran the numbers, again, it's only four active agents, only four Talk to and a half, only four and a half. And I say a half because I just have a part-time agent. She's absolutely amazing. She just flew in town She <laughs> and she closed a $1.2 million deal and just flew nice. right back. So she's, uh, she's amazing. But just running running our numbers year to date, we are already at $26 million for four agents nice. that are closed. Nice. We all have um, on the books, we actually have $25 million on the books to close. And that is not counting the last half of the year where we're about to go into overdrive and put in some more work. So what I want you guys to know is, one, we are actively working. And individually, although I'm running a real estate firm, I'm doing this podcast. And y'all see me zipping, <laughs> zippity doo dying everywhere, doing everything. <laughs> I'm still servicing my clients and I just closed on, I think I'm like right at 11.6 million in real estate. So um, year to date nice. and I have 6 million under contract. So yes. that's just me individually. And I try, I talk about my individual accomplishments, but I'm even more impressed with my agent's accomplishments because I'm taking myself from individual agent, which is great. But at some point, when are you going to share your gifts and what do you, you know, you can't just build for anything. So this is kind of like my segue out of that day-to-day sales uh, for this year, heading into focusing on commercial, focusing on the luxury division and focusing on bringing in agents, not just women, Mm -hmm bringing in agents that want to learn my methods that are willing to kind of and want to improve on their real estate skills and let's grow together because I didn't create a real estate firm to be selfish if I wanted to be selfish I would have never opened up a real estate firm because I'm going to tell you I could definitely just rely on myself and rely on just selling but that's just not what my calling is so I just wanted you guys to kind of get a little feel for that. And I want to answer any questions you may have from the real estate professional standpoint or from a buyer and seller standpoint, because, you know, I kind of do this in real life every day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Look, so that was a, a great segue. So now Kiana and I are a little bit different. I'm in the mortgage business. Most of you guys always say NMLS number 58700. That's my license number. And I like to be compliant. I like to let people know that I'm just not some internet guy. In all actuality, I hate the internet. I hate doing videos. He I was does. just actually talking about this. He hated in, in the, like it's, it annoys me, but I understand my purpose, which I didn't understand years ago. So for me right now, since we're talking numbers, year to date, we're filming this. What's today? July second, right? Yeah. Who knows when this episode is going to air? But year to date, now I do two types of businesses. I have the everyday business, which is the FHA <laughs> conventional VA type of buyers. We're licensed. I have a, a team of seven staff members that mm-hmm. are all licensed and we're licensed in I think a total of 21 states mm-hmm. and we do business from New York to Florida, Texas, California, Illinois. We do business all over the Georgia. country. Georgia. Georgia, <laughs> right? So we've funded right now year to date on our conventional business about 110 deals. I think it's about 42, 43 million dollars somewhere around there. But then also now when we talk about our investment, right? So now we also fund for investors where we're um, doing deals in LLCs. It's not in personal names. And that's around 15, 16 million year to date funded, right? So we're probably somewhere around 55, $57 million year to date funded. So we're pacing to fund well over $100 million in business this year. Ooh. Um, let's talk about Let's get, let's just clap to that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like work. It's, it's, it's like work, and I, I don't. I don't like to brag how really keep it because that's the best secret. You know what I mean? Um, but my goal is not to sit here and really talk about my numbers because I help so many more people indirectly. Exactly. From the content that I put out there, from me being available, Absolutely. me going on Instagram Live. If you follow me, you know. You never know. I might just jump on YouTube Live, Instagram Live, and I might just start talking just about share some information. Just sharing information because I realize it's just not about what I'm closing. It's personally, if, if people are giving me the opportunity to help them, I'm honored. Exactly. Right? But I, what I really love what I, for me and what my page has grown to is that I'm helping so many people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're probably weekly. I get messages, Matt, thank you. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the content. Thank you for the home buyer blueprint. Help me close on this deal. Help me close on this deal. Absolutely. So I don't even count that. 
Because you know what it is? Because it's, it's not me it's originating. You know, you know I mean? we have to tell our numbers because you still need social proof. People want to know 100%. that you're doing the job you do. But even when it comes to your home buyer's blueprint, even when it comes to like my online training, like the Agent Tools for Success, I know I can't. I can't individually take on everybody because if I do that, then I, I lose the essence of why I got the brokerage in the first place. Mm -hmm. My agents can call me directly. I can walk them through a deal. Like there are certain things that they can do because I'm in real life dealing with it. Absolutely. So when the market shifts and everybody was scared with these highest and best, we all sat down, had a game plan because I'm in here and they're all able to successfully navigate through that. So that's just the difference in it. But I think that when you start recognizing your gifts are bigger than you, right? 100%. I can just, like I said, we can all be selfish. You can just say, forget, I'm just going to close these loans. You don't have to share any any of your information, especially the real information, because people will give you something, but they don't give you real, real information to help you better yourself. No, so that's a good thing I, I, that people, I think like you're doing. People are selfish. And, I, and selfish. I really feel like if you have, and this is for anybody that's in this room that's watching, if you have intellectual property, why are you selfish? Why are you not talking about it? And for me, when I decided to get into content, probably 2017, I could not find no black loan officers online that I can kind of emulate to see what they were doing so I can see like what was the path. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of create what you guys are seeing today. And it was difficult for me at first because there was no roadmap. There was mm -hmm. no blueprint for a loan officer. Most loan officers, you guys don't even know who a loan officer is because they don't talk about this information. And it sucks yeah. because the financing is the most, in my opinion, is the most important part of a real estate transaction. If you don't understand how to fund your deals and fund them the correct way, you cannot scale. I can't tell you how many people don't understand just the simple ABCs of real estate financing. So I'm happy that God gave me a gift that I'm able to use and articulate to people where they understand it and they're able to articulate. So me being able to close well over 140, 150 people in six months, that that's cool, but it's the thousands of people that now I'm able to help and impact and help them create generational wealth for real estate is what I'm mostly proud of. So yeah, the 55 million is a, a nice bag. Yeah, A lot of people don't do that in two, two, two three years, years. Two years, yeah. But you know, it's about everybody it's about else. else. It's the bigger picture, yeah, in, so, in my opinion. And I like the bigger picture. And I feel like it's, it's important, like you said, it's important for people to see people that look like you, that remind you of yourself, doing what you want to do so you know it's possible. I always tell people this every single time. And I'm, I'm on social media all the time. As much as I can, especially now, it's not as much as I used to be, but I'm getting back to it because what I re recognize is when I was looking for a luxury agent that looked like me, I had to Google for three days. When I was looking for someone to do something I did the way I did it, it took so long to find someone like me that I got so in discouraged because I'm like, I didn't know if I was doing things the right way or the wrong way. So should I talk like this? Should I dress like this? Mm -hmm. Should I wear? And then I just started to say, forget it. I'm making my own lane and I'm going to show people that you can be fully yourself, be smart and be able to get out here and dominate in whatever industry that you are in. So I want you to know that a lot of my sharing of my numbers and all that stuff is one. I recognize that black numbers matter because when you go to Ooh, these black huge numbers matter. events, Ooh, I like that. black numbers matter. <laughs> gem, gem. Um, because we have to work harder. Our price points are lower. And we're not come. oftentimes, unfortunately, we're not coming from those backgrounds that many people are coming from. And so we're working way harder and we have lower price points and we're still out here doing the thing, right? We're still out here dominating our industries. And so certain places, like I know Houston, Texas, they actually created a division within their association to recognize black agents because when we go to our associations, of course, other races may have sold a hundred million that year, but this their, their real estate businesses have been passed down through generations. Uh -huh. But we need to be recognized for what we do because again, we are some of us are coming from scratch. And I commend everyone that jumps in this industry and just goes for it because and no, nobody know. I know how hard it is nah, to run this business and do it well. It, so we it want is to open extremely, it, it is extremely oh, difficult. I, I just want to like, look, I'm not the typical mortgage guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't even know the last time I wore a suit. I'll be honest with you. I could care less about a suit. I'm in jeans. I'm in yeah, polos. Is. I'm in hoodies. He's trying his best to buck the system, but I'm going to make him yeah, put on Yeah, she got me over here doing day. photos and shit now. I'm like, yo, Kiana, like, she came, look, just in this shit, I'm like, what are you doing to me right now? Like, like you saw homegirl from Michigan in the last episode. She said she came for you. I'm like, yo, you're killing me right now. Like, goddamn. Like, but I'm like, yo, I, don't, I can only be me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yo, I can do all this designer stuff. I'm like, yeah, it, it, I don't feel like me, so I don't try to be like the typical mortgage professional. 
I'm gonna have a hoodie on after this. And if I don't but have the a cut, information, the that's information. all that matters. So the, the intellectual information property. is going to get you where you need to go. So that's why we're going to lead up to this Q and A. Yeah, yeah. I want y'all to get your questions out, say your name, where you're from, yeah. and get your question out so we can answer. Let's go. Okay. I'm Erica Thomas from Arlington, Virginia. So Matt, I came, you know, to ask you a specific question um, about financing and some direction from that, based on something that I've heard you say um, in a previous um, episode, as well as some things that you and Kia to talk about on live. So Kiana, feel free to jump in. Um, So um, I heard you say or alluded to something that, you know, there is the inventory that's out there is aging. Some of the, you know, some of it was um, built like in the forties, you know, et cetera. And so as well as creating more um, opportunities for multifamily housing. So how would me as an investor be able to secure financing for an older home to convert that? and rehab it into a larger type space um, to, to move forward. What do you mean larger type space? How many units? So um, so right now it's a it's a single family. So mm-hmm. anywhere from adding two additional more units or so like a three unit at do least. Do you own a home now? I do own a home. I'm, I'll have a... So you have a primary residence already. Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. That's chime.com slash goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I have a primary residence. All right, so, I mean, in your case, it's probably going to be hard money. Um, you're going to probably have to do like a hard money loan to convert it from a one family to a multifamily because you can't use a FHA 203K right. because that's only for your primary residence. So I'll probably say just a hard but money But if this loan. would be, for, so for where I'm looking at, this would be where I would want to live as well and then have additional units. So you're going to move from your one family to the new multifamily? So, that, so I have a home that is not, the, so you. So I, I don't think I answered, I understood your question. I have a home that is part of, that's my investment portfolio. Oh, it's an investment property. Yes. Oh, so say less. We got to, you got to be clear. All right, clear all right. It's one. an investment property that I currently okay. own. That is not, the, that is not my primary. an investment property on your tax returns? I do. Say less. FHA two or three K all day, right? You could do 3.5% down, get a hundred percent of your rehab costs and you can convert your one family to a two family, a one family to a three family, a one family to a four family, as long as it's zoned for a multifamily, for a multifamily. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Speak up. Speak up. Yeah. Damn. I thought I was loud. Speak up. <laughs> How much more loud do y'all need me? He said, he said bring He's it like, up. Bring it up. All right. All right. We're going to bring it up. What's up? Hi, my name is Tandria. Oh, hi, my name is Tandria Dixon. I'm originally from Trenton, North Carolina, but I live in Marietta, Georgia now. And so I'm going to be a first-time homeowner this year. That's my goal to buy by the end of the year. But I wanted to know, with being a first-time um, homeowner, what is the most efficient way, or like, what's the what would be the best strategy that I could use, like my first time, like like home, and then like start the whole like being an investor, starting that 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 will. So like I know in one of the previous episodes, Kiana, you told me, well not me, but in the episode, <laughs> right? You talked about how when you first moved to Atlanta, you found, you know, like a smaller home. Right. And you said you didn't 
you didn't really love it, but you no. liked it and you were able to make some money off of it. Right. So I wanted to know, like, from a strategy perspective for somebody like me, and I'm a little bit older, I'm 32, what would be the best way to... You know, buy my first. You my say you're a little home. bit older than I mean, I was like, child. Yeah. Wait a minute now. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I, I got plenty of season on my chicken. So I, I got to pass that age. Let's go. Yes, ma'am. But I wanted to know, like, what, what would be the, the best strategy to be able to start my, you know, real estate investing portfolio, but with my first home here in Atlanta? So if you're looking to purchase, and I'm going to speak specifically for the Metro Atlanta area, let's talk about areas that are going to be opportunity. Let's talk about places that are in the middle of changing or things are coming to that area. So you're already in Marietta, right? So that area code 30039, I love that area because that is by the Brave Stadium. You want to be over there. Anything that you can buy over there because they're going to keep appreciating in value because now you have companies that are there. So you also have the suburbs too. So you're not completely in the city and that area is like 20 minutes from the city if you go down I-75. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're not opposed to being in East Atlanta, East Atlanta is growing as well. So you wanna go to East Atlanta and you wanna see what opportunities they have there. West Atlanta, oh my God, 30318. If you can buy anything there, do it. What, what was that zip code? 30318. Okay. So what I love about West Atlanta, um, especially specifically that part is you have suburbia parts and then you have what is called West Midtown and they have a lot of initiative to bring in new, um, new property. So what all you're looking at is this, where is something being built? And where is it still affordable? So, of course, some people will say go to Gwinnett County. Gwinnett County to me is a little far out. So if you're looking, you don't want to be too far from the 285 um, belt line. So the further you get away from the 285 belt line and to kind of break that down, Atlanta is in the middle. 285 is a circle that goes around the entire Atlanta. Then you got I-75 coming down on this side, 85 coming down. Anytime that you're closer to any of the highways, in any, any byways, you're going to find more affordability. So it depends on your price point and it depends on your level of comfort. Because I can say this and go to the West End, go to Westview, which is over there by the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which they have a lot of opportunity there, but that area is really in the middle of gentrification. Test your own temperature, drive through there, see how you feel about it. But you, I can tell you this, back in two, they've been talking about this belt line since I got my license in 2007. They were selling houses over there for $10,000, $5,000. Those houses are now $400,000. Average price point over there is $426,000. Wow. So again, look into places that have opportunity. The opportunity has been spit in certain places. Like Bloodcat is going to always appreciate in value, but the opportunity to buy something affordable is not there anymore, right? You're looking at places like Sandy Springs. The opportunity to buy something affordable is no longer there. So where is the next place that people have to go that is still close to the city? Chambly is a good area. Brookhaven is also a good area. If you're looking to be down south, East Point, because keep in mind, Tyler Perry Studios is down there as well. East Point is growing significantly. So look into East Point, the city of Decatur, not just Decatur, the city of Decatur. Mm -hmm. The city of Decatur is growing significantly as well. So they still have opportunity because they're stretching that area out because it's so close to the city. So now they're like, you know what? The same way, remember, Buckhead was just Buckhead and Brookhaven was not Brookhaven. Brookhaven was basically just this little thing in the middle. They turned it into Brookhaven because of the close proximity. So parts of the city of Decatur, it's like, okay, this is Decatur, the deck, but you're so close to the city. We're going to expand what we call this good area over here as well. So you want to be in areas where you can still afford, like Justin said, where you don't mind resting your head because this is your investment property, uh, but also where you're going to lay, lay your head and then get with an agent that understands the appreciation value and give you some projections so you can ensure that that is going to be there so you can have it, get a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, so you can be there for about two or three years, get you some equity, take the HELOC and then buy your next property. And that's how you leverage that first property to the next one. That's a gem. Gem, gem, gem. What's that zip code one more time? For the people in the back of the head at, what is that, three zero, you said some shit. Three zero three one eight is like the best one to me right now look, because of the, it's so close to the city. Look, this is what I love about before you go with your question, hold on. This is what I love about Kiana because she be throwing these zip codes out. I'm like, how the hell you remember all of this? <laughs> right? I read it every day. Like, that's another, you know, 
I, 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 I do this. <laughs> I really do to, this. You're about real. to go in. All right, let's go. go ahead. Hi, my name is Hannah Marie, and I had a question about the entrepreneur loan that you had spoken about on Instagram. What exactly does it take to get approved for it, and then what would the down payment? Um, be around. Sure. Now mm -hmm. we can both tackle this. One. Absolutely. I'm, let me just tell y'all this. I will say I am the queen of marketing. The entrepreneur loan is nothing but the old school bank statement loan. I called it the entrepreneur loan because I'm targeting a specific person, but it is just basically now everybody know my secret. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bank statement loan. But with the bank statement loan, what happens is this. A lot of entrepreneurs and the reason I'm targeting those is you're making this money, you're not filing your taxes, you had your business for a year, and you became a millionaire selling eyelashes on Instagram, and now you want to buy a house, and no bank is going to finance that. Mm -hmm. So what you do is with this with this specific loan type, they'll take 12 months of your bank statements, you get a 680 minimum credit score, but if your credit score is above 750, then you can put 10% down. If, if you your credit score is below that amount, then you'll end up putting down 15% mm -hmm. on this bank statement loan. That's the minimum criteria. So they're going to take all your bank statements, look at the average amount of deposits and say that is your income. And now you qualify. There's a caveat to getting this type of loan. However, you're going mm -hmm. to get a higher interest rate. Interest rates on those loans are now 6%, 6.5%. You know, sometimes can go up to 8% depending Correct. on your credit score. But what you want to do is you, you obtain the loan because the intention is I want to buy a house now. I just don't want to wait my two-year mark. And it's easier to get in the home and refinance into a conventional loan product than it is to obtain a conventional loan product. So your interest strategy is to get this loan, put your 15% down, and all I gave you was my bank statements, and I gave you my P&L statements from my, um, from my CPA. Now I have this house. Although you're paying higher interest, you guys do understand that the interest rates are also a tax deduction. So it's not like it's just going away. And what you do is you get your, get your house in order. Get your taxes paid, get your taxes filed. And then when it's time, six months, depending on the lender, they typically want the minimum of six months that you stay in that high interest rate, then refinance into the typical conventional loan type. And when you refinance, it's less documents. You're already in the house. What they're going to do, kick you out? You see, and now right. you're here and now you can come back into a 3.25 or 3% interest rate and boom, you in there. So let, me, let me go a little bit deeper on that one, right? Mm -hmm. So your business owner, Mm -hmm. Make sure your business is active with the state you filed it in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very important. I cannot tell you how many entrepreneurs yeah. have EINs, they have, they don't file their taxes, and their businesses are not active in the states. You know, a lot of people do it in Delaware, they do it in Wyoming, they yeah. do it in all these different places. But when they file and they get their LLCs or their S Corp three, four, five years ago, they're not keeping up with the annual dues. And then one of the things we have to do as a lender, when we underwrite, we have to make sure that your business is still in good standing. And if your business is not in good standing, then guess what? You're not a business. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have a bank account, you have an EIN number, mm -hmm. it's two different things. Right. It's not in good standing. So make sure, please, because I have had so many issues at the 99th hour, because you ask people, you good? They're like, yeah, I got a business. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And then you come to find out, you get the information. It's like, damn, you owe the state $10,000 because you didn't pay your annual dues for 10 years. Mm -hmm. so right? I think we can give them some bullet points. Yeah, Let's give definitely. some bullet points on right the entrepreneur now. loan. Yeah, take that phone out, I can give you, I can give you some real bullet <laughs> Write points. Write those notes. Get you, have a minimum credit score of at least, I don't, we market 660, but 680 is where 680, you want to be. Definitely. Be at a 680. Have 10 to 15% down. So to plus typically closing plus closing costs. So you need about 50,000 saved because you're going to be paying 10%, 15% down. Also make sure that you have checked, check all your information and cross check. Check your EIN number. Make sure you know your EIN number. Your EIN number matches the documents you have on your bank statements. If you have had an NSF, mm. Lord, please. Mm. Try not to have an NSF for 12 months because that will trip you up when getting the entrepreneur loan. Because mm -hmm. you, again, these are for people that are holding cash in bank accounts. A secondary is check with your secretary of state where you filed your business. Make sure that you are up to date because the lender is going to pull. And so if you Absolutely. write on that application and say, I established my business in 2017, it better match. 
So don't just fill out these applications really quickly. Pull all your documents, put it into a drive account or print it out, whatever you want to do and make sure that it's very accurate. Because one, one step like that by saying I was established in 2017, but you weren't really established until 2019, yeah. could get your entire loan denied. Yeah, because your business, although we're using 12 months bank statements, your business that still has to be active for profitable. two years. It needs to be right? active and profitable. So yeah, no zero bank account balances. I can tell you the easiest ones that I'm able to get through is if they're keeping an average about $50,000 in your bank account. So if they run that with your bank and they say, what's the average yeah. deposits? Those are the easier ones to go to actually go through. And stop being so afraid of these interest rates. Yes, you're going to pay a high interest rate. So do you want to keep renting or do you want to purchase now? And get a freaking CPA. Yeah. When you're making a certain level of money, you can no longer go to TurboTag. You can't. You you can't, you can't rely on these apps. You need to hire a professional so that way when you're going through the process, they can lean on your CPA to give them the P&L statements that they need to support you. Because what you don't want is you're not going to, you don't want to pay 8% on a $900,000 house forever. Mm -hmm. Your right. whole goal is to get the house now because again, it is easier. I promise you it's easier to get this bank statement loan and then get your house in order, file your taxes, Pay your taxes and put yourself on a tax plan, a payment plan with the IRS. That's another thing. And then refinance out of it. So, so have a clear entry and extra strategy. I got two more last things to say about this. Okay. You're not owning right now. You have to pay rent. You have to document that you're paying rent. Don't pay your rent in cash because most people pay their rent in cash. And, and we, we have to do a 12-month verification of your rental payment. So we cannot accept cash as that. So if you if you have a landlord, please, 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 please pay them in a check, right? So that way the lender, when we ask for 12 months proof that you've been paying your rent on time, that you can document it. Now, the exit out of this is very important. You have to file your taxes properly. If your business has been, if you have been self-employed for five years, conventional loans, Fannie or Freddie Mac, will allow you to only use one year tax returns. So you might have to pay the piper, our our favorite uncle that we hate, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. You might have to pay him to to um, get a good tax return. So now you can refinance out of this entrepreneur loan or bank statement loan into a conventional loan to get the low interest rates that Kiana was mentioning. So if you're going to do this loan, make sure you understand that you're going to have to file your taxes the proper way, or you're just going to be in this loan for years and years and years paying excessive amount of money and interest. So does this, what would like a younger entrepreneur do? Because I'm 21, so I don't have a whole Shout bunch of- Shout out to you for being 21. At the ranch and gym show. We like 21-year-olds. We love um, it. What you want to do is you just want to make sure you have as much, as many documents as you can. As long as if you if you don't have twelve months to show that you've been paying rent, things like that, we gotta we're gonna they're gonna rely more on the money you're making. And so I see so much commingling. I used to yeah. do it, so I'm not judging, but my account and they whipped me so bad. I have a different account for everything. I got the personal account, the operations account, yep. the deposit account. Like, make sure that your house is in order because the account that you, you don't want to share your whole world with them. I, I'm yeah. not, I just closed on a base statement loan. I'm gonna tell mm -hmm. you. I just, I'm just going to give you the commission account. <laughs> you ain't going to get all my yeah. other stuff and they didn't need it because my house is in order. I do draws and I put everything where it needs to go. So operations account to run your business, deposit that account, the deposit account, that's the money that's coming into your business. Operation is the money that's going out of your business. And so if you have two different accounts, all they see from the commissions account or the Make primary account, deposit account is money coming in. Correct. And then draws coming out. Not a whole bunch of little stuff coming out. It makes it messy. Correct. Gotcha. Good question. Okay. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Thank you. Shout out to you for being 21. We like yes, 21 years. 21 and thriving. I love it. Hello. Um, Williams. I'm a new realtor in the state of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, so I'm licensed with Tennessee. And uh, my question is what... Um, what advice would you have for a new realtor coming into this crazy market? And then second, once we, or in my opinion, once I get myself um, to the standard that I'd like to be in Tennessee, I would love to be licensed in realtor. I mean, I'm licensed in Georgia. What is the standard that you hold for your agents working under you currently now? Sure. 
Okay, number one, this market is tough, and I think that you have to lead with information. Um, so many um, real estate agents, they couldn't tell you if they if you asked them what zip codes, what appreciation values, because we're too busy trying to get the deal. We're not taking the time to learn the market. The more that you understand the market, the more that you can better guide your clients. Because I'm not going to tell my client, for example, if you're looking at a property in Alpharetta, yeah, you're probably going to have to pay above at value. The average price point over there is like 559000 But if you're looking at a house, I don't know, in Lithonia, the average price point is like 280000 then I'm probably not going to give you the same strategy. So many agents give every single person the same strategy because you don't actually understand your market. And if you want to adhere to more consumers and gain more business, educate yourself more and share that education with your circle of influence via social media or in person. So that way they understand that you're the go-to person. That would be a good way to grow your business. Now, on the flip side, what I'm looking for for agents with my real estate firm are people that have drive. I am friends with so many brokers in different states, and they feel like they have to call their agents to make sure their agents are doing the job that they say they're going to do. You guys are independent contractors, so you got to actually want it for yourself. Because if I give you a lead, I'm not about to call you 20 times to see if you called the lead to get the business. I want self-starters and I want people to actually understand that if you're going to come to my agency and work with me, you want my advice. You don't actually have to do everything I do, but if you need some help, don't ask me to help you cold call because I don't cold call. So many people do that. You go to an agency and ask them for something that they're not giving. So if you want to follow my practices and my processes to be successful, I'll look for people that are self-starters that understand that you, you have to erase the mindset that you're going to have a lot of time off. It is a privilege for me to have time off in this space, in this season, but I still added three more jobs. So do I really got time off? No. You see what I'm saying? But keep in mind, when I was not in this season, I worked every day. And I'm not saying that you would want to do that, but I did. But I got people that's like, I want to be off on Sunday. I want to be off on Saturday. Oh, I can't show that house at six o'clock. Okay. Do you want to, do you want to do this or not? Because you have to crawl before you walk and then you build a team around it. So I'm looking for self-starters and people that even taking the time. You know what the initiative to me is when I interview agents? Have you ever read the Georgia Purchase and Sale Agreement? Because if you haven't, I'm going to weed you out because I can ask you questions from this agreement and people that don't know that answer, I no longer follow through with the interview because you're asking me to bring you, you, you as a liability to my company and you've never taken the time to read the Georgia Purchase and Sale Agreement, which is the agreement that you have to know to sell real estate. So educate yourself first because I'm looking for that first. Shit. I need a drink after that one. Let them know, Queen. God damn it. Let them know. Y'all better not come with her if y'all don't know. Y'all don't need that damn agreement. First of all, uh, well, my name is Stephanie Taylor, and I currently live here right now in Atlanta. And I want to thank both of you for this platform because this has really helped me a lot. Um, I'm not a realtor yet, but I am aspiring to be a realtor. <coughs> Um, on your last, Kiana, and you can also um, answer as well, Matt. Well, we don't want to leave you out. <laughs> but um, on your last live you had, I think it was probably like two lives ago, I asked the question about the commission portion of it. Now, I'm all about um, customer service, making sure I'm thorough. But let's be real. We want to know how we're going to get paid, too. Right. So I, I saw on several different instances where there were people saying that um, when you become a new agent, after the deal has been, um, after you come to the closing table and everything has been taken care of, you don't receive that full commission. You have to share that commission with either the listing agent and you know other entities. So the amount of the, the total, let's say 6%, if you're thinking you're getting about anywhere from 15 to $20,000, you're not gonna get even half of that because it's gonna be structured to where it looks like you're getting paid on a weekly basis, if that makes sense. So. That's just the misinformation that's out here. So Georgia Real Estate Commission says that we cannot discuss commissions, but I can talk about a hypothetical. Okay. So hypothetically speaking, if you sell one house and you're supposed and that person lists the house, I'm the listing agent, and hypothetically I'm getting paid six percent from the seller to put the house on the market, I'm going to share half of that commission to you to bring me a buyer. Okay. So when we go, unless I bring my own buyer, so that means forget you, I'm gonna look in my database, bring my own buyer. So now I'm representing both the seller and the buyer and that's called dual agency that is completely legal. It's legal to do in the state of Georgia. 
then I'm going to get compensated the 6% that was negotiated with the seller. So I think what happens is it's not, it's not broken down in that way and actual um, commissions are negotiable, but the listing side is deciding to share a portion of the commissions that they have already negotiated with the seller for with any buyer's agent that comes. And that number can vary. Okay. And it's disclosed in the local MLS, multiple listing service, so you know what they're going to bring you or pay you for bringing a viable buyer. And yes, people really don't have to understand you do not get paid unless the deal closes. So you are, it is a faith walk. We are talking to people. I am walking you through the process for 30, 45 days. And when you sign and when the deal funds from the lender, when the lender funds, then you get compensated for the time. And that's also disclosed. So it's no surprise. Okay. You know exactly what your compensation will be based on what's on the multiple listing service and also based on what the instructions to the attorney's office is, which details what your commission should be. Okay. All yeah, right. Look, the only thing I would say, loan officers get paid completely different, differently than realtors, right? We don't get, I mean... Hypothetically, I, hypothetically speaking, speaking <laughs> you know, a loan officer can make anywhere from a half a point on a deal to four points on a deal, just depending on their structure, where they are in their career and where they are in their life and who they're working under. So it's a lot of variables when it comes to loan officer compensation. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm not going to get into no details. So yeah, okay. we're, we're over-regulated on what we do, mm -hmm. um, but I will say this, we don't get paid on pre-approvals. Okay. So when y'all coming to us and asking me for 18,000 pre-approvals and I look at you <laughs> with your head, like what the hell are you asking me for? If you've been pre-approved for 10 people, it's cause I don't get paid for that. Okay. Right, I'm, that's a service the that I will thing. offer. But like the same way we you get paid when the deal closes, we get paid baby. when the deal okay. closes. But that's it, why it, we celebrate. Why you think I gave him that little <laughs> game that Versace roll? It's, it's, it's exciting. Right, it's a closing right, day. It, it's right. a closing day. We, that's when we make our money. But it's it's a lot that goes into, especially from a financing and for us after she finds the house. Now, to me, that's when their hard work becomes because now we yeah. have to convince the underwriter who doesn't know you guys, and that's mm -hmm. why I always ask you: living in the house. What you trying to do? Right. What's going on? Because you're trying, a lot of y'all be trying to get us to commit fraud. Right. And I right, ain't having right. that. I ain't fucking up my generational wealth <laughs> exactly. for none of y'all. Okay. I love y'all, but y'all need to chill out when y'all right, telling me right, certain right. things. Be but, clear. But okay. be clear. But, you know, bottom line is get in the game. If you're going to get in it, go hard, work hard. And those who, who work their land will have an abundance of food. That's there all I'm going to say on that one. Second, with the next one. Second no, 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 question, no. if I may. No, just one guidelines, question. Guidelines, one guidelines, question. guidelines. We okay. got a little bit of time. We've got other people. So after this is, then we can talk. Then we can, okay. we can chop yeah. it up off Thank camera. You Thank welcome. you, Bo. You're welcome. Thank you. Guidelines. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? <laughs> my name is Kennard from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm with a black-owned uh, real estate firm, Arbitrage Brokers. Look them up. Oh, Best I in the city. you guys. Yeah. Talking talk to the mic. Talking to the mic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, my question is I'm a realtor, and my question for both of y'all is how can you leverage and network to get referrals or become a go to agent for uh, mortgage brokers or, I mean, loan officers, title companies, developers, even? Oh, this is the thing. You don't leverage that. You got to give to get. I meant gems. Yeah. If you could give yeah, some like, gems. So yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the give to get. Uh, a loan officer, they may they may see that you're working and they see you're actively in the field. So they may, I got so many agents, like loan officers, Here, here's a deal. They want to give me a deal so they can work that deal good with me so I can refer them to other people. But to be quite honest, as the real estate agent, most of the time you're the rainmaker. You're the person that has to get out here. So you got to get out here and show the people that you have the skills, that you have um, what it takes to actually build in the business. So people buy leads. You can share your information on social media. You can create sponsored ads. Like you can do so many things. I think so many people get in our own way because we're not sticking to what really works. Um, I just taught a class on circle prospecting, making sure you send out postcards. Um, I got agents now that are going back to this, the, the, the cold calling method, mm -hmm. but as the rainmaker, you have to find a way to attract yourself to buyers and to clients. And then from there, you can talk to different loan officers because they know you have the experience. So when they give you someone that's approved, you don't drop the ball. Okay. Because they want to close. They need you to close so we can all get paid. So, look, I'm going to tell you like this. Just get inside the room. 
Period. You're at the Ransom Gems live experience. You're inside the room. You're a realtor. You got deals in your market. You need to be talking to everybody in here mm -hmm. and giving them your card because you never know who could connect you with who. Okay. Um, that's most importantly. Get inside the room. If you see events happening, you see conferences happening, you see development. These events are happening. Now that America's back open, Everybody. and hell, shit, Texas, Georgia, and Florida was never closed. <laughs> so you could have been all through COVID in those three states and having... <laughs> I was, you know what I mean? Get inside you know, the room. Don't quit hating on Georgia. Like, no, nah, I love Georgia. I was that's why I was out here all the time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, New York was shut down. But I'm telling you, get inside the room. It is nothing more powerful to be around like-minded folks and hearing what people are talking about. And that's gonna open your mind up too and have you thinking about certain things that you probably wasn't doing. And you never know who you're gonna meet at these places. I can't tell you how many seminars I speak at, how many things I go to where people are just wanting to speak to me. And I'm like, it's 10,000 other people here. Why are you on a long line? I get it, thank you, I appreciate it. But why are you on this line waiting to talk to me when there's other people walking by you that are active, that yeah. are getting to it? So get inside the room and network. You know, when I used to, when I started in this business, there was no internet. There was none of these things that, that are happening right now. So what we had to do, we had to go to networking events. We had to pass out our cards. The same strategy still work in this market. Just get inside the room and you'll be good, bro. Okay. I appreciate that. And no Kiana. But use your social media, though. Oh, I'm going to yeah. tell you, don't, let's, let's stop denying the power of social media. You guys always know I say this all the time. As I was on here being cute and playing, then I started putting them numbers on the scoreboard and everybody was like, girl, can you teach me how, <laughs> what, how, what, what you do and how did you say it? Because at the end of the day, people are keeping their, their phones in their hands and they're always on these social media networks and platforms. And as long as you are sharing valuable information, people will listen. I don't care if you got one follower. That one follower can just close one house and that's just going to be a start for you. So don't, everybody starts with one follower. So start sharing your intellectual property. If there are events going on, if there are programs in your area, if there are areas that have deals, you need to start sharing that with your audience and put yourself on a schedule. Because when you become that go-to person, that's how you're going to start building a book of business. No, I agree with that. I think that was a good rant too. Yeah, that's my rant. That, that's your rant. That's my rant. They, they yeah. got was playing. Now you buying the classes. All right, who's next? <laughs> no, no, no. We got to wrap this up. This one was more, a, one more person. Let's one do more. one more, and then we're going to get out of here. One more so, person. He's only the one. Yeah, one more. Yeah, person. yeah. One more. Come on, come on. One more. One more. Last one. Let's make it quick, and then we out of here. Uh, thank you, guys. First and foremost, for being here and allowing us to ask questions. Uh, my name is Maurice. I traveled here all the way from Indianapolis. Wow. wow. Uh, my question is. Primarily towards Matt, but Kiana, feel free to jump in. Um, I wanted you to kind of break down the differences between, I want to do a rehab construction loan. And I wanted you to break down the differences between the FHA 203K loan and then the conventional products. Man, you probably have me here for 25 minutes more. <laughs> um, look, I'm going to make this short and sweet, all right? Um, FHA is for primary residents only, right? You can do a 203K. Um, you can, like I said earlier, you can use it to do a conversion. You can also use an FHA 203K to buy commercial property too, which a lot of people don't know. You can do a mixed use property where you can buy a storefront and in New York, it's a storefront with apartments on top of it. You can use an FHA loan for that as well. And you can rehab that. Um, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know you can convert one family to two family to three families. Right. So all of that you can do with the FHA loan. The only difference between the FHA 203K and a regular FHA loan, guys, is just the rehab portion of it. Really. So all rules still apply because it is an FHA loan. Now, with conventional, it gets a little more strict because now with the one family, with a family made home style, you can only go up to 95 percent financing or 5 percent down payment with a one family. And then when you go for multifamilies, you're going to have to put down. 15% or 20% and it has to be a primary residence. But with the Fannie Mae Homestyle, which I love, they allow you to do a second home or investment property, but it has to be a one family condo or townhouse. So think about it, Atlanta with Ransom Gems headquarters, Airbnb, one of the Airbnb capitals. So for all you guys who are out of state, you wanna get an Airbnb in Atlanta, you can use a Fannie Mae Homestyle, you can get a townhouse, you can get a single family, you can get a condo and you can use a Fannie Mae Homestyle put down 10% down payment. With a, a single family, you can do 15% down payment with the Fannie Mae Homestyle. So 
that's the kind of the long story short of it. I have the Home Buyers Blueprint Volume 1 and Volume 2 that breaks down all the rehab programs in, in detail. I would advise get, anyone get that if you're trying to learn like deep detail on how to get approved for these loans. But they're great products. They're under, underutilized products in today's market. And I would encourage anyone to use them because you can get cheap rates like hard money, 10%, 11%. These loans, 35 to 4.5%. 30-year fixed mortgages. So it's training wheels for the first-time investor with these type of products. Thank talk you. Your, talk, talk, talk that. Talk. All right. All right. So this is going to end our segment for the Q&A. I really appreciate everyone. Um, I hope that we were able to answer a lot of your questions. Um, both of us have online training platforms that are easy to find. MG has his home buyer's blueprint. I have the Agent Tools for Success that's really primarily for agents. Link will be in the description. Um, it'll, be, it'll be in the description. And um, I will be dropping something for buyers and sellers as well soon enough. So again, thank you all. And I hope that you really enjoyed this segment. And you can see we do this in real life. Cheers yeah, to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> so, we do it in real life. So again, this is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. And this is Kiana Watson, broker extraordinaire, license number 317-576. Thank you for tuning in to Peace. the Rants and Gems show. How to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.